0: Hello, I am Matt Williamson. This episode is brought to you by Live Casino as always. It is Christmas Eve here. I am recording this right after the game. Santa's going to be coming down the chimney any minute. You know what time it is? It's time for football and time to jump into the action at FanDuel Sportsbook and Lounge at Live Casino. Bet on your favorite teams at our self-service kiosk and sit back and watch the players duke it out on the field on our massive 40-foot video wall. Bet, watch, and win at Live Casino, Pittsburgh, Route 30 at the Westmoreland Mall. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Happy holidays to all. Happy win to all. Great second half. Fun second half. Win's a win. I don't want to hear, oh, it hurt their draft position. This is bad. So we're going to do our normal post-game show here. Here were the big things I was looking at coming into the game. Picket versus weather. I think he passed that test. I didn't see any real issues handling the weather. That's great. That is a huge sign for big picture here. Steelers running backs as pass catchers. As I told you all week, Raiders are awful in terms of allowing production to running backs in the passing game. Big, slow linebackers, slow linebackers. Um, we'll get to that. That was not so good. How about this? the voluminous Steelers rushing attack? Didn't really see it. Uh, I thought they might just be run, 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 volume. Chooks versus Max. What I mean there is Max Crosby. Didn't get beat a lot head up. Um, there were some times that they chose not to, bla- to block Crosby or have gentry on him alone. But all in all, he didn't wreck the game. You'll take it. Um, Friarmouth and the receivers against Raiders cover men. Steelers won that battle in a big way. Um, I actually had... Friar and wide receivers are greater than Raiders cover men. I was right about that. Adams, exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. They shut Devontae down like crazy. And again, I just watched the game on TV. I have not studied the All-22 or any of that kind of stuff or watched it a second time, but it sure felt like it was a safety over the top of him. I assume KZ, I bet that was KZ's whole job this game, was just don't let Adams beat you deep. And guys like Pierre banging them at the line of scrimmage. And boy, it worked. What about Waller's role? Renfro's role? Both those guys are coming back. That scared me now that they have a second and third option. Especially without Edmonds, who is inactive for this game. Um, Jacobs. Is Jacobs going to kill you? Looked like he would early on. Didn't. Um, Historically, Carr has killed the Steelers. Didn't tonight. Steelers D-line should feast. Again, these are my pregame thoughts. They pretty much did. I mean, they pretty much owned the line of scrimmage. Uh, any big plays, finally, by the inside linebackers? No. That's worrisome to me, but that's more of an off-season off, off, the, off situation, I would say. Uh, the KZ snap count without Edmonds. Again, I don't have snap counts here, but I'm betting he played almost 100%, and I bet he was over Adams all the time, and they didn't even hide it. Um, before the game, I wrote, "I think TJ's ready to start feasting again." He didn't. He made some plays, but he didn't. Um, and oh, by the way, it was nine degrees. Feels like minus seven at kickoff, and there was some wind—not a ton, but there was wind—and there was constant precipitation. I'll be honest. I mean, I—I've I, I, told you this every post-game show. I just sit here and take notes as they happen, jot down what happened. You know, third and ten, blah blah blah. Minka was all over Waller. Um, And then sometimes I'll bold things like I just want to make sure we mention that to the audience. Well, the first half, I had no bolds. (laughs) I mean, it was not an uneventful first half. It wasn't a wonderful first half. It was an unbelievably fast half first half. I mean, like it was halftime before you know it. I mean, there was no challenges. There were no penalties in the first half. So I'm just going to get to the halftime stats as we do. And they're. Pretty boring as well, you know? I mean, if it wasn't for all the Franco stuff and it's Christmas Eve and it's night game, pretty slow first half of play. I mean, it was opposite. It was very fast half first half of play, but not a ton to take away or great advantages. So Steelers had the ball for 15 and a half. Vegas had the ball for 14 and a half. Again, the first half. Yards for play. Steelers were at 4-6. Vegas at 5-0. First downs. Vegas had 10. Steelers at 8 how about third down conversions? Two of six for the Steelers, four of seven for Vegas. Carr was nine of seventeen for one sixteen and a touchdown. Pickett was eight of twelve, but for just sixty five yards, that's noteworthy. He only threw for sixty five yards in the first half, so things get a lot better in that regard. Jacobs was eight for twenty nine and one catch for six yards, and I think it all came basically on the first drive. Phenomenal. After after that first drive, what this defense did was phenomenal. Najee had eight first-half carries for 35. Warren had five for 22. At that point, Deontay had three catches for 39. Um, I said, not a lot of standouts to take away. But at that point, Sears have missed a field goal. Mm, uh There's no penalties, no challenges, crazy half of you know speed of play, as I mentioned. Steelers really only had three real drives in the first half. I'm not going to count the kneel down after, you know, getting the ball back for one play. I only had three real drives in the first half. And the things I noted were Minka on Waller, but doubles on Adams, which I assume is KZ and a big corner pushing them around. But my biggest thing, my biggest complaint, and rarely do I tweet during the game at Williamson NFL, but as mentioned, Basically the worst defense in the league defending running back targets. Zero running back targets in the first half for the Steelers. Unacceptable. Unacceptable. That has to be a major emphasis coming into this game. We want to get running backs on linebackers and get them the football and, you know, five yards down the field. Zero running back targets. I joke, maybe they saw my tweet because... First, they come back after the half. Come back after the half. Steelers get the ball. Um, Fryermuth gets a first down and then boom, catch by Warren. Did they see my tweet? Uh, they didn't, of course. But and then first penalty of the game on Fryermuth on that same catch to Warren. So we got a running back target and a penalty right at the beginning of the second half. Okay, this half's going to be different. Yes, it is. Um. So there's Chandler jo- Jones gets hurt. I don't have a ton of these notes, but I have a lot of things for postgame. Chandler Jones gets hurt. So there's an injury break. You get to everybody's rested. Nobody's just run three go routes in a row and they're tired. And the Steelers trot out an offensive personnel grouping with Gunner, Gentry, and Sims on the field. You only get five skill dudes. And you just put three of your five out that the opposition loves to see. That makes me crazy. Like, I understand they don't have six, seven great skill position players right now. And maybe next year they will. But you throw Gunner, Gentry, and Sims on the field together after a break? That's that's the long thought-out plan while you get to stop and regroup as a coaching staff? Boy, that bothers me. Um, later on, it's noted Chandler Jones is out. Um, you, you get to this point where it's fourth and four it's either a 52-yard field goal. He's already missed one. It's not that Boz is bad. The elements are brutal. You have to go for it there, coach. I mean, <laughs> a long, a 52-yard field goal. I, I turned to my son and said, "Well, you just handed the ball before they kicked the kick it all, kick it, the field goal at all." And he missed, as you know. I just told my son, I'm like, "We the Steelers just handed the ball to the, to the Raiders at midfield, just handed it to him because there's a very slim chance he's going to make that. And a missed field goals, a turnover, as I tell you all the time, but you get seven more yards too. I mean, you might as well fumbled the play before at the and, and had a big goofy defensive tackle fall on it, as opposed to the, you know, fourth and four bombs away uh, field goal in terrible weather. So of course the Raiders get the ball at midfield, but they do you a favor goes off Renfro Picked off by Minka. Okay. Get the ball at their own 29. And I write the note, can the Steelers offense sniff the end zone? I mean, at this point, it's pretty bad. And in that drive, they're only down seven. Pass, 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 punt. Um, have they abandoned the run, I question? Because the voluminous run game wasn't there. I mean, they did not stick to it. But the Raiders are, I guess... Better against the run than the pass. Yeah, if you watch the Patriot game from last week, Ramondre Stevenson ran all over them. So at this point, there have been four turnovers in this game. And those four turnovers have resulted in zero points. I mean, that's the type of game it was. Odd. Um, Raiders then start their drive at the 27. And At this point, there's two catches so far by Adams, was my note. End of third quarter. And at this point, end of third quarter... Played three quarters of football. The Raiders are one for one in the red zone. They've gotten inside the opponent's 20 once. Steelers are zero for zero. They played three quarters of play and didn't even get in the, in the red zone. Zero. But I also made the note, the Raiders sure do love losing games in the fourth quarter. They have a amazing run now this year of going into the fourth quarter with a lead and leaving the stadium with a loss. Well... You know what happens. So they have a bad punt. Steelers get the ball at the 45. Wow. But then they move the ball a fair amount. I mean, Pickett did some good things. You know, field goal. Um, They made the field goal. You know, it was a fourth and it was a third and nine situation. Very short completion to Pickens. Makes it fourth and seven. So I'm not, I'm not criticizing coach for this one because, okay, you take the short field goal. But that only makes it 10-6. You know, it doesn't bring you within the field goal. You've never been in the red zone yet. You still need a touchdown to take the lead. Makes the game 10-6. So maybe criticize the third down situation. But when you got to fourth and seven, I guess you didn't have a whole lot of shot. Um, Perryman then gets hurt, who is one of those linebackers you can pick on in coverage. But he's a leader. He's the green dot guy. He's important. They've already lost Chandler Jones. Um, they showed the next-gen stat. Very little after-contact tonight from Jacobs. That's big. I mean, he's a great after-contact runner. And I also just wrote, Cam Hayward is just dominating. I mean, just really owning the line of scrimmage and and has really played well the last six weeks. I mean, some of my post-game stuff were uh, starting to worry a little about Cam early in the season. I'm not worried at all. Um, So we're getting kind of late here. And I write the note. I mean, they got the ball. stewards Steelers got the ball at their own 24. And so I'm not saying they should throw thrown a 76-yard pass. But I wrote, maybe, they, maybe, you know, at some point throughout this game, they should throw the football into the end zone. I'm almost certain at this stage that they had not thrown the ball into the end zone yet. If so, I missed one. So my apologies. I will look into that. And... They get the ball with a little under three minutes on the clock. And they were playing so incredibly slow. They got... <laughs> I mean, he hits Friar moves for a big play. Great. And then two-minute warning hits. But you could have easily snapped the ball two more times before the two-minute warning. We all know it ended up working out. But that's awful. I mean, they're just all standing around watching the clock go down with a four-point a four deficit with just under, you know, like two and a half minutes on the clock. With an offense that has no quick strike ability at all and has never been in the red zone and has not thrown the football into the end zone yet. So you just threw two plays away. Made me insane. But, you know, we're moving it along here. And (laughs) with 50 seconds left on the clock from the 14, big, bold, you you know, letters here from me, they threw it in the end zone. A touchdown on an in-breaking route. Wow. To Pickens from the slot. Lining up Pickens in the slot and running an in-breaking route. Very nice throw. Like, I've been yelling for these things for weeks and weeks and weeks. They threw it in the end zone on an in-breaking route to the big, strong receiver. And it wasn't like it was a deep in or anything, but it was a a, a slight post type of route. Very nice throw. 13-10. Last note. Tremendous drive. Did it when it mattered. I get all that. Great. But then some... I don't know who yet. I'm sure we'll find this out any minute. Some non-dressed player. Of course, he's dressed head to toe in cold weather gear because it's freezing out. So I couldn't really even see his face and nobody could recognize him. Runs onto the field and celebrates with the team and gets a 15-yard unsportsmanlike penalty. Ugh. I mean, it didn't matter because Hayward sealed the deal, and that was a great play call. I'll give Canada credit on that. But what on earth is going on here? I mean, it was kind of Marcus Allen-ish of someone who's not dressed is running out to do the celebration with the team. I mean, what are you doing? But um, break time. I'm going to go over the final stats. I don't have a ton of stock ups and stock downs. I will for you tomorrow. But, hey, I mean, I had some negative things to say there, but – Certainly a positive environment result. They're still alive. I mean, amazingly, teams like the Patriots and Jets are falling apart. Steelers have two winnable games ahead of them. I'm not suggesting they're going to win the Super Bowl. I mean, (laughs) they might just even sneak into the playoffs like last year just to get killed by a, a really good team. Maybe. I'm just a fan of winning. And the Franco stuff aside and all that, it was just great to see this environment well not franco stuff aside including the franco stuff and the back of the reception and it's freaking christmas eve and it's freezing out i mean these are unusual circumstances to get the win there for the whole world to see is good for the team it's good for picket it's good for everybody it's good for the you know the franchise so i'll be back in a minute stats. Steelers with 19 first downs. Vegas with only 13. Total plays, 66 from the Steelers, only 52 from Vegas. How about on third downs? Only 5 of 14. The Steelers have been great on third downs lately. Only 5 of 14. But they were 2 for 2 on fourth downs. That weighs a lot. Vegas was 500. They were 6 of 12. Yards per play. You hold Vegas to 3.9 yards per play, and the Steelers turned out 5.3. So basically a yard and a half in the Steelers' favor of every snap of this game. Rushing. Steelers at 106. Nah, I have mixed feelings about that. I have mixed feelings about Najee. Probably focus more on that tomorrow. But you held the Vegas and Josh Jacobs-led team to 58 rushing yards. And Vegas played with the lead basically this entire game. They still only ran for 58 yards. Penalties. One for ten, hey, gotta love it. Three for thirty-five for the Raiders. Um, turnovers, Steelers had one, but two two missed extra or two missed field goals is the same as a penalty or the same as a turnover, especially the one that you just hand the ball to him at midfield, basically. Obviously, a massive key to this game. Three turnovers for Vegas. I mean, brutal for them. Um, probably the biggest distingu- distinguishing factor, of course, are the three car interceptions. Not all his fault, but whatever. And the result's the same. Time of possession, 32-39 for the Steelers. Another big number. Continually putting up big numbers and controlling the football. Vegas, obviously, 27-21. Um, Carr finishes the day 16 for 30. 174 yards. Only one touchdown. Three interceptions. Scrolling up real quick here to see what he had at the half again. He had 116 at the half. So, I mean, he he did a number on Carr in the second half here. Um, Pickett ended up being 26 of 39 for 244. Remember, he didn't have much production in the first half. I didn't think he played badly in the first half, but finished the day with 244. You know, threw the ball 39 times. It's probably more than you want. A little more voluminous running probably would have been good. One touchdown for Kenny, huge play, obviously, great throw. Um, One interception, too. It's his first one in a while. Again, held Josh Jacobs, 15 carries for 44 yards. Najee was not much different, 16 carries for 53. Um, But the key is Devontae Adams, two catches for 15 yards. Uh, Deontay, I thought, played really well. I thought better than the stat line reflect. He ended up with five for 64. Friar ended up with seven for 66, warmed my heart to see him back involved and them leaning on him like he's basically their best offensive player when it mattered most. And I think he is two sacks for Cam. So good stuff there. Again, I don't have a whole lot of stock up, stocks down. A lot of these are already been mentioned. Pick it in the clutch, stock up. Got to give him credit for that. Came to play when it mattered most. I definitely see clutch qualities in him. There was things that we'll talk about tomorrow that I didn't like throughout the game, through him, from him. But beat the weather challenge, beat the opponent. Great. Friarmouth and Deontay, two really good play. You know, two really good games again. Well, second good game in a row for Deontay, but two games very well played by your top pass catchers at the moment. That's not disrespectful to Pickens, um, who's emerging. Seemed like pass protection held up quite well. Run defense was awesome. Cam and Minka. I mean, they're all the all the obvious stock up guys, obviously. I mean, I'm not really breaking any news here. I'm going to talk more nausea tomorrow, but I have him as stock down question mark. And my problem with him is there's times when it's not blocked well, but he stops his feet a yard behind the line of scrimmage or at the line of scrimmage and tries to juke. He needs to realize he is a big, strong man and that's his best attribute. He's not Barry Sanders and he's not Jerome Bettis either, but there's many plays that Jerome did not have things blocked for him. Well, at all, there's nowhere to go and just be the hammer and not the nail there and get two yards as opposed to minus one. You know, that, that's Because he's never going to break long runs, Najee, at this point. I know that. And my last stock down, and again, there's going to be a lot more tomorrow on both sides of the ball. I'm really down on this inside linebacker group for the Steelers. Uh, I mean, it looks like Spillane plays every play. Every time he's in space, he gets exposed. But my biggest qualm with Jack, Bush, Spillane, no big plays. Never. An interception, a tip ball, a fumble recovery. Oh, my. I mean, this team doesn't recover fumbles ever. I blame them more than anyone. I also think it's also bad luck. A sack. How about a big run stuff? Like, no big plays from the position on the field where it's easiest to make big plays. So, we'll get to that offseason. I mean, that's a team need thing. But they're not getting much from that position. But... I would be foolish not to say the inside linebackers collectively stopped the run extremely well. Clearly, clearly. So that's what I got. It's late. I've been trying to balance Christmas, family, presents, Santa, and football the last two days, and it's frying me a little bit. So when I come back tomorrow, or I guess it'll probably be Monday, um, we're a day early here. So there will be much more in-depth analysis here. But draining fun, emotional game. Over now, folks. Happy holidays.